because of all the snow they got in Wisconsin, and, and I was very jealous because <laughs> nothing but rain. What state am I living in? No snow, nothing, nothing. All right, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. I'm going to read a very hard passage of Scripture. Um, people have a, can get into fistfights about this passage of Scripture, so just be aware of that. It's a very tough passage of Scripture. Do not accumulate for yourselves treasures on earth. I'm reading from verse 19. Where moth and devouring insect destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but accumulate for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and devouring insects do not destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye, here's the tough part, the eye is the lamp of the body. And if, if then your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is diseased, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I'll unpack it here. I remember when I was in third grade, the one thing I hated more than anything else was spelling tests. English, believe it or not, was not my strongest subject. <laughs> I would fail most of my spelling tests in the third grade. And of course, my parents were disappointed in me, which was very devastating to me, and wanted me to do better. So of course, I love getting accolades more than money. And in the fourth grade, I decided to do better. And one of the greatest accolades I got from them is when I moved to the fourth grade and I had aced my spelling test. I brought that, I brought my home, my spelling test to my family and I showed to them and man, my parents were so proud of me. And my oldest sister said something that still lives with me. She said, be careful, la bachest be bedam. Yes, very, very powerful stuff here. <laughs> be careful, for, I'm translating, this is literally a translation, for they might eye him. Cheshme hasud. So who is eyeing me, and what does an eye have to do with anything? Well, I need to give you some context. But that's my title today, Cheshme hasud. If you want to turn to your neighbor and say, Cheshme Hasud. Cheshme Hasud. There you go. It's good stuff here. Teaching you guys some Farsi. Samantha already knew it. She's been taking Farsi on herself. And uh, you didn't know that one. Okay, I apologize. Cheshme Hasud. So I'll give you some context. In Middle Eastern culture, you have to be careful when people compliment you because it could cause the evil eye to bring great misfortune to you. So early on, I learned not to take positive compliments because they would bring great devastation to me. Of course, this isn't just a Persian or Middle Eastern idea. The Jews also had the same view. Jealousy and envy, these bad energies that are, you're talking about a person, are sent to a person. 
And here we see the scriptures kind of using that same language. Now, of course, I have to deal with that. We talked about culture. I have, to, I have to learn to take positive compliments. Believe it or not, I don't like positive compliments. I like negative compliments, as you guys can tell. I enjoy being demeaned and insulted. Um, but I have a hard time when people say nice things to me. The most uncomfortable thing I ever did was getting married and having people stare at me and giving me positive things. It was very, very, very hard. Uh, but that's a cultural thing that I'm going to have to work out because we all have cultural things, right? So I got I to gotta work that because that's not healthy. Just so you guys know, that is not healthy. Um, but I, I, wanna, I, I told that story because here the scriptures are also talking about an eye. But ever here the, there's a different meaning for this evil eye. The evil eye in the Bible story is referring to stinginess. And the good eye is referring to generosity. Because if you really read that passage, it's talking about money. An idea that was clearly understood in the first century, first century Jewish culture. The good eye is generous and the evil eye is stingy. Now, Deuteronomy 15.7 does a better job of explaining this. And we're going to go ahead and read through that as well because I want to make sure we really see the, the scriptural principles here. Um, and it's not just money, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Verse, chapter 15, verse 7. If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to them and lend to him sufficient for his need. Not his want, his need. Whatever it may be. Take care, lest there be unworthy thought in your heart, and you say the seventh year, the year of release, is near, and your eye look grudgingly on your poor brother, and you give him nothing. Your eye. There's an eye again. Eyeballs. He cried to the Lord against you, and you will be guilty of sin. You shall give to him freely. Your heart shall not be grudging. When you give to him, because for this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and all that you undertake. For there will never cease to be poor in the land. There will always be poor. Therefore I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, to the poor in your land. So we see here a good eye is a generous eye. And an evil eye is a stingy eye grudging, taking eye. The eye I relate with most is the stinginess. I get stinginess. Now, there's another word my wife likes to throw around, and I don't like that. It's very derogatory, cheap. Um, uh, so, so to me, this is, this is kind of like, oh, Lord, how am I going to do this? But it's, it's about being generous, and, and it's not just money. I want to make sure we understand that. This is, this is talking about way more than money. This is, this is about all our lives. And we see even here in Proverbs 29.9, whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. And there's just scripture after scripture talking about being generous with what you have. And uh, that is what we're called to do, is to be generous. 
Now, I read an article. Um, ben actually sent me this article on Friday night at 1 in the morning uh, when he doesn't sleep. Um, so I had to read it because it was so fascinating. And, uh, <laughs> and it was about the Mormon church. And they have a fund. And it is close to $100 billion. And it's based on whatever excess and ties they get. There's a group of people who invest it. They started out with a really uh, a shoestring budget uh, with like two or three people. But now they have over 70 people. And it's like you're walking into Wall Street. Um, and they just take the extra that they get from the church and they invest it. And within close to 25, 30 years, they've just doubled and doubled and doubled the money. And uh, now it's worth $100 billion. That's, that's amazing, $100 billion. And I, I like to throw terms out there like $100 billion. You're like, yeah, $100 billion, that's crazy. Well, let me bring it down to our level here, all right? If I were to give each of you $1,000 every day, it would take me, now I'm assuming there's about 150 people here. That just works with my math, so I'll say 150 people. <clears throat> if I were to give you all $1,000 every day, it would take me 1,826 years before that money is all gone. Now, let's say I'm really generous. What if I give each of you $10,000? It would take 182 years to go through $100 billion. And that's me giving you $10,000 every single day. That's how much money there is. It's, it's, it's something to tell you about um, investing. Make sure you guys all have a 401k plan and retirement. Um, I do sell that for a living. But, but I was just so fascinated by that. <laughs> I believe in it. I believe in it. I believe in retirement. Anyway, um, but what's interesting, I'm reading this article, I'm like, how cool. These Mormons know what they're doing. But here's the problem with that. They asked, what was this money for in the beginning, purpose? And the money, guess what it was for? Emergencies. In case if there is a recession or a downturn, they can go ahead and step in and take care of the church. And guess what happens when the 2008 crashes and everybody starts losing their job? Do they tap into this fund? No, they don't. What? They just let people go. Because the fund is for an emergency. <laughs> what? What kind of an emergency are you looking for? They didn't touch it. They still won't touch it. And it just keeps growing. When the eye is evil, ooh, I feel like preaching. How great is that darkness? And you know what? I can't, I can't make fun of this because I'd probably be one of those guys. I'd say, well, it's not an emergency. Let's, get, let's start cutting people. <laughs> I would. I'm being honest with you. I'm a taker. I am. I am not a generous person. Um, 
you know, that's more like my wife. I'm not, you know, I, I'm a taker. But it was not an emergency. $100 billion, not an emergency. And so the money just sits there accruing. We're talking about stinginess and generosity. When generosity becomes you, when your eye is full of it. But when stinginess is inside of you, boy, how stingy it is. The scriptures give clarity when it comes to this passage. If your eye is unhealthy, your entire being is unhealthy. And if your eye is healthy, then your entire being is healthy. Because it doesn't just apply to money, but if you're stingy, it will bleed into your feelings. Now you're going to be stingy about the feelings you share with your spouse. Now you're going to be stingy about your time with the Lord. Now you're going to be stingy about your kids and where they're allowed to serve and where they're allowed to go. And some pastors don't like their children leaving their church. Dad, I've been called to go be a missionary to Argentina. That's not the Lord. God called you here. You think it's funny, but I've talked to some people. Their dads told them that. You're not leaving my church. No, you're going to take over. Whether you like it or not. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, you're going to be stingy in all aspects of your life. It will get into your hospitality. Singiness will affect your relationship with your generous God. And that is where the problem lies, my dear brothers and sisters, is that we serve a very generous God. Has he not been good to you? Has he not given you more than you deserve? And it affects our relationship if we are stingy with what we offer to our Lord. We're called to give Whatever that means. Now, this does not mean abuse or being a doormat or taking out loans to pay missionaries and going into debt. I'm talking about being generous with what little you have. All right. How are we doing on time? All right, good. I'm talking to leaders tonight, right? Let's get, let's get some real here. Let's get real here, all right? So... When we have small group and some of your members have limited resources, they're only capable of bringing something small to the group, the rest of the group should absorb it. Because that's what the spirit of generosity does. Right? It's getting quiet. I know. I, I, you, you, thought, you, you thought I built this whole thing up and just say, yeah, we need to be generous. Oh, no, we're going to get, this is, this is leaders, right? Let's go ahead and eat some meat. All right, let's get some meat. Let's some meat. I remember. Now, they're not going to like me doing this. By the way, uh, this is, they're probably going to feel uncomfortable about doing this. And, um, but I remember, this was maybe about three or four years ago, there was, a, there was a funeral or something, and there was a sign-up for food. And, uh, and I remember I, I looked over there, and it was, uh, it was chicken. And, of course, in this church, we love chicken. Um, it tends to be a very um, high commodity here. And, and so I, I saw, like, you know, there was, like, what you kind of brought, like, there was drinks and then, like, a main dish, and there was, like, chicken was the main dish. 
And I remember I looked at it, it was like Beardsley, 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 Mosses. And there was like one slide left for chicken. They were bringing the entire main dish. And that spoke to me. That spoke volumes to me. That's leadership. That's generosity. By the way, no relation to them. And I, I don't get paid by them. So I'm completely unbiased here. They didn't know that. And they don't like me talking about that. But that's okay. Because they don't pay me. I'm just ornery tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway... But that's, <laughs> that's being normal. But that's generosity. It's not like they're flush with cash. They just know where to spend their funds. That's generosity. That's leadership. Giving. Main dishes. And I always hear, well, it's not fair. Why do I have to step up? Well, there you go. You're, we've, we found something out. You're not a leader. Because leaders step up and are willing to take the expectations. They're willing to absorb the loss. Now, I'm not saying we need to go into debt. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying what little we have. Am I talking to leaders? See, everybody wants to be leaders, but they don't want the expectations. Everybody wants to be leaders, but they don't want all the responsibility. Oh, this is, this is leadership. You just absorb the loss. It's not fair. It's not fair. Expectations are different. Are we being generous with our time? Or do we feel church is a waste of time? I remember once I was at a church, and um, the pastor came up to me and said, hey, we just have a visitor, and um, I want you to go sit next to them and, and you know, just, just, just introduce yourself to them and kind of build a connection. I sure did. And I kid you not, the entire time, the service was happening. He just kept looking at his watch. Like, what is going on here? I thought church was only going to be five minutes long, but looks like it's still going. He just kept looking at his time, looking at his time. And sure, sure enough, church ended. And I tried to talk to him. He said, you know what? I, I got to get going. Time. Stinginess applies to all aspects of our time. My most valuable commodity is my kids. <laughs> it is. You don't believe how much I love my kids. And God says, they belong to me. And I know one day he's going to call them away. Argentina or Africa, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to be stuck because I won't want them to go. I'm being honest. I'm letting you know. I'm, I'm stingy. I am a stingy man. All right? I get it. I get stinginess. I, I have stinginess, all kinds of stuff. I, I don't share feelings. I, I don't do the prayer requests. When you see, you know, how you guys get the group text, group, you know, pray for this, pray for this. You know, I, I don't share that. I don't know why. Because I'm part of the body, but I don't because, you know, I'm stingy. I, I, I hold it to myself, Right? All right, that's something extra for you there. But we are called to provoke one another for good works. And we're serving a very generous God. And he gives so much, and he wants us to be generous. 
with everything. And I'm not talking about running us off ragged. That is not what I'm talking about. Everything is balanced. But we have to be careful if we're so stingy that God can't use us. Yes, church is a time commitment. When you get into leadership, it's a time commitment. A lot of your free time gets sucked up in meetings. It's a time commitment. I'm not... You know, it's not to the point where I'm getting sick or something like that, but it's a, of course it's a balance, and we make sure we have that balance, but, but are we being generous with what we have? Because as leaders, the expectation is that you're going to be generous with what little you have. Your feelings, yes, you probably should share more prayer requests. yes. You probably should share your feelings with others. I mean, a certain group of people. Again, I'm, did you notice I, I did not talk about money? Because that's, that's always the assumption. Oh, money, money, money. No, this church gets money. I get that. Let's, let's, let's expand beyond that and look at our time, our commitment, our relationships, people. We want hospitality, but what does that look like? Are we being generous? Cheshme Hasud. Cheshme Hasud. Cheshme Hasud. Why don't we stand? Cheshme Hasud. Cheshme Hasud. Do we really want to be leaders? Do we really want to grow with God and be a generous person? There's a story in the scriptures, and it's about a man, and he has workers come in, and they come in at six in the morning. And he says, I'll pay them all $100. And more workers come. They come in at noon. And he says, I'll still pay you $100. Then some come at 6 p.m. And he says, I'll still pay you $100. And the workers that came in the morning were so upset. Why are you giving them $100? What's it to you? Well, it's not fair. I've been here since 6 in the morning. I deserve at least three times that. That's what I would say. Make sure you guys, that's not what you're saying. That's what I would say. But if you're generous, if you've got a generous spirit, if you've got, you got that good eye, right? Because if your eye is good, then your whole being is good. But if your eye is evil, it's darkness. How great is that darkness? We have to be. We have to make sure we have generosity in all aspects of our lives. All aspects of our lives. Jesus, Lord, help us. Lord, I'm preaching against myself, Jesus. I'm preaching about myself, Jesus. I'm preaching about my own struggles, Jesus. I'm talking about my own struggles, Jesus. Help me, God. Help my stinginess, Jesus. Help me, Lord, to be generous, Lord, not just... Not just financially, God, but with my time, with my kids, Lord, with my, with my whole being, Jesus. Help me to be generous, Jesus. Let me give everything to you, O oh Lord. Oh, I trust you, Jesus. You've been so good to me. You've made sure I've been blessed beyond measure, Lord. My cup does overflow, Lord. God, I can't, I can't complain, Jesus. You've been too good to me. You've given me so much. 
Help me, Lord, to be just like you. Help me, Lord, to be just like you, Jesus. Let me be generous just like you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Got to watch this guy. He drops bombs on you. I about lost my teeth when he said that thing. You're not ready to be a leader. Wow. Meg, you need to be proud of your husband. You got to own that guy. I know he's crazy, but it's still the truth. Amen. Um, I wanted to address real quick to all of you that you help us out. You see some changes that are happening. Uh, first of all, Brother Owen, I need to help you out. <laughs> 